0: Welcome to the Palace Perspective, brought to you by Palace Capital Advisors, a wealth management firm specializing in custom estate, financial, and tax solutions that others often miss. Welcome to the Palace Perspective, your go to source
1: for insightful discussions on personal finance and wealth management. I'm your host, James Landry, and today we're diving deep into financial data, key financial data for the year 2024. Now, in our financial planning newsletter, which you can find on the Palace Capital Advisors website, you'll find all that we're going to go over today in a nice, handy, consolidated format, as well as we have a link to a chart. It's a two-sided piece that uh, will give you all the detailed information around tax brackets, contribution limits, uh, tax rates that you'll find extremely helpful, certainly as you do your planning uh, into this next year. So joining me today to help us with this discussion is Camden Newton, or Cam Newton, who is a personal financial planner and also one of the portfolio managers for Palace Capital Advisors. Cam, welcome to the Palace Perspective.
2: Thanks, James. It's uh, great to be here, and it's a good time to start talking about financial planning and the changes of 2024.
1: All right. Thank you. Good to have you. And let's get right into it by starting with some of the basics. Can you walk us through some of the major changes in tax rates and contribution limits for 2024?
2: Yes, one of the major changes is that the adjustment to the income tax bracket and it increased by approximately 5.4% this year. So that means there'll be a higher amount of income in each of the brackets, the lower ones, which is great for taxpayers because you don't have to pay as much tax this year. Okay. But you have to keep in mind this expires at the end of 2025 and the highest marginal tax bracket. Will be increased back to 39.7 percent
1: so it's 37 today goes to 39.6 percent yeah yeah so uh, what you're saying is basically the amount of income i can earn before i creep up into another bracket is roughly say approximately about five and a half percent over what last year's income limit was exactly okay great so that's good news for the taxpayer right great news okay good okay so that's those increases to the amount of income i can earn is definitely something to keep in mind for my planning in this year Um, What about increases to defined contribution plans, such as 401ks or health savings accounts? What's the news there?
2: The news there is the limits have also increased just slightly, but for defined contribution plans, it's gone up $500. So now you can contribute $23,000 a year. And for HSAs, they've also seen increases. So if you're smiling as a single it's four thousand one hundred and fifty dollars a year and for families it's increased to eight thousand three hundred dollars
1: okay so really those dollars are all pre-tax dollars uh if into a health savings account so that's really another great way to uh defer taxes right and potentially avoid taxes altogether if those health savings accounts are um used for health uh type of needs Absolutely, um, catch-up contributions So, what about there
2: so for the catch up contributions, you're allowed to have a thousand dollars catch up contribution for your HSA and for your four hundred one k. The difference is that you have to be fifty and above for the four hundred one k, where you have to be fifty five and above for the HSA catch up.
1: Okay, so a little, a little bit of a niggle there. So yeah, the uh, the four hundred one k also IRAs as well, right? Yes. Can can have a catch up contribution. Okay, great. Um so we've been talking about income tax brackets what about capital gain gains rate any any difference there
2: So the capital gains rates those have stayed the same where it's still 0 15 and 20% mm. but what's changed there is that the um, you know income limit threshold which bumps you to the higher brackets that has increased and there's a lot of different you know taxpayer filing statuses so on our key financial data it will give you the uh increase so you'll know if you're going to have to pay zero, fifteen, 15 or 20 percent.
1: right so you have married filing joint you have individual filers you have head of household filing Tackets brackets are different for each of those so yes. be smart to refer to the the resource there so some planning opportunities though right because um perhaps if i have children that are either in the zero or ten percent capital gain bracket because their income is way way low I might consider it in my gifting to give them appreciated assets that they could potentially sell without having to pay any capital gains tax.
2: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: so yeah, some planning some thinking there. Yeah. Um <clears throat> yeah, so that's helpful for listeners that are looking to maximize retirement savings and certainly after tax after capital gain tax value on on the sale of assets. Listeners the countdown begins for the expiration of numerous income and estate tax breaks that were introduced by the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in 2017. In fact, we just have under 23 months remaining before the provisions impacting individuals are set to uh, basically go away or to sunset, as they say it. So, for example, Cam mentioned the uh, top marginal uh, federal income tax bracket today is 37%. That's going to go to 39.6% on December 31st, 2025, or when you wake up on January 1st the next day. So. High net worth families face this looming deadline uh, because there are other things for those folks that are really critical, and that has to do in the area of estate planning. Right now, ultra high net worth families enjoy the ability to leave at death or transfer during lifetime uh, without uh, running into a federal estate tax, an amount equal to $13,610,000 per individual. That's over $27 million per married couple. That amount gets cut in half on January 1, 2026. So again, that sunset uh, of the uh, tax cuts and Jobs Act is going to impact a lot of individuals, but certainly the ultra high net worth uh, folks from an estate tax planning standpoint. So Cam, with that in mind, let's talk about some planning strategies. What should individuals consider in light of these changes?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of different strategies. One that's always there is review your estate planning documents, uh, especially if you have a if you're high net worth or if you have a specific goal. And as James just mentioned, one strategy to consider is start gifting now.
1: Cam, you make some great points about gifting during lifetime for those ultra high net worth uh, individuals or family members while the exemption is still intact. And as we talked about the sunset provision, January 1, 2026, that exemption gets halved. So um, once that window has closed fully, that window of opportunity for wealth transfer, it's gonna take an act of Congress to reopen it, literally. And I don't see that happening, you know, as I read the political tea leaves, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> there are other things that families might consider, not necessarily ultra high net worth families that are transfer or are concerned about transfer taxes, wealth taxes, but really folks that are concerned about in- individual income taxes. What are some strategies they might be thinking about here in 2024 early in the year?
2: Yeah, James, uh, some strategies that they might think about are Roth conversions and exploring a backdoor Roth IRA. OK. And. Um, you know, these strategies are beneficial for taxpayers at the high bracket. Yeah. So they can get it.
1: So they wouldn't otherwise qualify for a Roth contribution. So how do they get into that Roth?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So because they don't qualify, they can't contribute do- dollars directly mm-hmm. to a Roth IRA, but they can contribute to a traditional IRA. Okay. And then the you know, same day do a backdoor conversion, which will transfer it into a Roth IRA.
1: Okay, so the whole backdoor idea is I'm making a contribution into my Traditional IRA, it's an after tax contribution. And then I immediately convert it and it's now into a Roth IRA. It's just as if I had convert or contributed to a Roth from the beginning, even though I I my income didn't allow me to do it. So yeah. Yeah. So there's the back door. <clears throat> yeah, that's interesting. What else?
2: And then there's also you can consider qualified charitable distributions, QCDs. All right. And that's especially beneficial for people age 70 and a half. Yeah. Who are having to take the required minimum distributions and they can think about donating those to charity
1: okay so i have to be 70 and a half or older right and when i reach a certain age let's just say i'm age 72 73 75 whatever the age is the government forces me to take required minimum distributions out of my ira yes if i'm already wanting to give money to charity i could take those distributions out report them as income and then give money to charity and take a deduction right it's one way Or I could do the QCD, which is taking telling the IRA custodian, hey, write a check directly to the charity, right? Exactly. And what do I get reported in my income then?
2: You won't get any income reported. Ah. Because it's going directly to charity.
1: Yeah. So no income reported at all is better than an income tax deduction. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So qualified charitable distribution. And you mentioned qualified charitable distribution, which reminded me that here in 2024, there are a couple of new things that happened in 2024, QCD has to do with one of them. You wanna tell me about that?
2: Yes, so for the first time, they've moved the annual limit from $100,000 to $105,000.
1: Okay, so some inflation adjustment on the QCD limit. Yes. Great. So
2: that's a great uh, new opportunity.
1: Yeah, okay, and um, what else?
2: And then also, which is new in 2024, is individuals who have unused 529 contributions you can now convert those into an IRA.
1: Okay, well that is new territory for all of us. So maybe we should go over some of the rules of the road when it comes to converting a 529 to a Roth IRA, because I imagine there are some requirements.
2: There are definitely some rules. Okay. Uh, So it sounds great, but you gotta abide by a list of a few. Mm -hmm. And so for the 529 to be transferred to a Roth IRA, Free of tax or penalties, it must be open for fifteen years. Okay. The lifetime limit for the rollover is thirty-five thousand per beneficiary.
1: Okay. All right. So if I have son or a daughter, I wanted to do this from their five twenty nine to their Roth IRA. Thirty-five thousand is the max for them. Yes. For each of them.
2: Okay. And it, you know, I think this is to help stop from people contributing way above yeah. what the amount for college would be. Ah. But the benefit of yeah. this is. You know, a lot of times, we'll talk to families, and they're worried about over contributing. Okay. Because what do you do with a five twenty nine if there's excess funds? Mm-hmm. And now this is the solution: of you don't need to be worried if you contribute a little too much, but it's not
1: right. You know. Well, and it's a great opportunity for those. I mean, just think about it: if you have uh, someone who you know a grandchild that you was just born, um, you could start contributing to a five twenty nine for that grandchild. And once they're age 16, if they've got funds that maybe their parents set aside for them, um, they can you can convert that to a Roth IRA up to thirty five thousand. Yeah. There are some other rules though, you should probably go into those.
2: Yeah, so some of the other rules is it has to be the name of the beneficiary of the 529. So if the 529 was set up for your one child, the IRA has to be for that same okay. child. And then a few more rules is that any contributions made within the past five years or the earnings on those are
1: ineligible to move any contributions to the 529 correct okay so I can't contribute to a 529 $10,000 and immediately convert it into even though the 529 have been there for 15 years I have to wait five more years correct okay all right yeah
2: and then the annual limit on the rollovers is the lesser of their income and the max IRA contribution
1: oh okay great so if the max IRA contribution is let's say I should have checked this number, but it was $7,000, $7, so that I can only contribute or convert that much in that year.
2: Exactly. Or
1: the child's earned income, whatever's less. Exactly. Okay, got it.
2: So you can't take the whole 35000 in one year. It's mm-hmm. going to have to be split up mm-hmm. you know, across a couple
1: yep. of years. Got it, got it.
2: And then uh, a few other rules are that the beneficiary must have the earned income.
1: Oh, so my example, the grandchild is 16 Little Johnny or Susie had better have a job somewhere where they've got some earned income.
2: And the final rule is that the beneficiary is not subject to the income limitations of contributing to a Roth. So, before when we were saying you had to do the backdoor Roth, if you had, you know, you earned too much income for the 529 conversions, you don't have to worry about
1: that. So, going back to my example, Little Johnny, Susie is 16 uh grandparents want to convert their unused 529 or planned unused 529 to a roth Johnny your season could be making two million bucks a year no problem yeah still subject to the the uh the ira contribution limit though correct okay got it well so i mean maybe not uh you know home run when it comes to planning but it is you know we have a lot of folks that are you know deciding hey do i do i fund my college education for my child or grandchild or do I help them think about retirement? Well, you could do both, potentially, um, if the stars align for that for that situation. So big change for 2024.
2: A lot of big changes.
1: Yeah. Well, Cam, let's kind of come to the end and wrap it up. You know, there are a lot of things that we could think about. We mentioned the capital gains rates. If I'm thinking about transferring wealth down a generation, maybe I take advantage of the child's capital gain uh, bracket, which is lower than mine. Yep. Or maybe I take advantage of wealth transfer now before the sunset provision of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Right. Maybe if I can have any ability about my uh, control of income timing, I think about the the fact that brackets are going to go back up to a 39.6 in 2026 versus the top bracket today. A um, lot to think about. Another thing you mentioned, the Roth conversion, backdoor Roth conversion. What's your advice, bottom line, for folks that are kind of going through these possibilities?
2: Yeah, I mean, bottom line, everyone's situation's unique. So I think the best advice is to work with your financial advisor as well as your tax accountant, and any legal, and come up with a customized, tailored plan that really fits your unique situation.
1: Okay, great. Um, wise words, Cam, and I think, you know, um, that makes a lot of sense. Do want to thank you for sharing your expertise with us today, and and listeners, make sure you stay informed and, and proactive as you navigate uh, planning opportunities in the financial journey, which is 2024. That's all for today's episode of The Palace Perspective. Cam, thank you very much for being with us on today's webcast. James, thank you for having me on. Your knowledge and insight, again, were very helpful. Everyone, thanks for listening today. We encourage you to reach out to us via our website, palacecapitaladvisors.com. That's P-A-L-L-A-S, capitaladvisors.com. We'll be back next time with more insights and discussions on personal finance. Until then, take care and make smart financial choices. Thanks, and have a
0: great day. The preceding information is for general educational purposes only. It's not intended to be investment advice and is not specific to any individual's personal situation. Any decision about investing should be undertaken only after careful consideration of the investment's risks, costs, liquidity, or lack thereof, and the investor's time frame. Please remember that past performance may not be indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product referred to directly or indirectly in this newsletter or podcast will be profitable or equal any corresponding indicated historical performance levels. The investment advice is offered through Palace Capital Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor.